welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mike. You can find me on Twitter at Cygnus and Paler. Uh, and my other podcast, Tarantino Minute. My podcast, Tarantino Minute. Our podcast, Tarantino <laughs> Minute. I'm just a guest here. I was going to say, maybe we should take the time to say that we started a new season. Uh, for those who are listening but don't know, we have another minute by five minute by five minute podcast called Tarantino Minute, where we're currently talking about Jackie Brown. I encourage you guys to go listen to it because I think it's hilarious. I think it's a great time. Um, and it's more laid back than this show is. This uh, is white collar. We're blue collar over at Tarantino Minute. <laughs> you welcome all. We're real America. Over we're real America. Uh, <laughs> speaking of real uh, minute, a uh, real American. Uh, speaking of real minutes, time. Time. The ever flowing <laughs> river. Um, damn, I can't believe what I'm voice you're now hearing is Richard Kiley. Um, no expense. Today's minute, we're talking about minute number 30, which is going to start with the end of the shooting gallery thing, montage, music video that Deadshot does. And then it's going to end with the list of conditions that Deadshot is giving uh, a certain someone. Uh, and uh, my my thing about the Real American, um, I've, oh, I've always been confused about the, the status of our American flag and how it should be treated. Um, from Patriots, like the Rick Flag has this hat on that I was mm-hmm. looking at, and um, it seems like it's backwards, right? I know the answer to this. Go for it, because I don't. Okay, so it's uh, it's like that on everything, um, and I initially thought it was because um, I had a friend that was in the military, and I asked him, and um, I initially thought it was what happens if like what like you don't you're not supposed to deface the American flag. So like imagine so like if a say, bullet gets ripped up or like you know anything that happens to it, I guess in turn would be you indirectly defacing the American flag, mm-hmm. and that was justified in my mind. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense, and it's not as smart. Um, my buddy told me, and I I think this is what it is, and I'm just believing him because he was in the military. He's like, no, it's supposed to be like imagine you have it on your back and you're just running forward. You're just you're carrying the flag is what it is. You're carrying that flag and it's flowing behind you. I don't get it. <laughs> Sorry. So like on police cars, you'll see like on their back fender, it'll be the same backwards flag. Imagine if that was a real flag stuck on the back of that car and it's in a forward motion. The flag is going to wave in the back. I got my sources. Check in Google. We'll be with you in a moment. But I'm pretty sure. I mean, that was the explanation that I got from uh, my friend years ago. This is when I was in high school. And uh, he was an ROTC, so I think it was, you know, justified or whatever. Um, because it's going from right to left mm-hmm. instead of like, left to right? Like, imagine you're you're carrying it and walking forward. It's, I think it was supposed to be you're charging forward with the American flag or you're so, carrying it. Oh, I guess so. If I'm looking at his hat and if I'm reading it left to right like normal. Yeah, if it's, it's supposed it's, to be on a 2D plane like like side-scrolling. So it's moving this way. So yes, it's, it's moving back. left to right. So, so it's technically speaking, according to what org is this? USA flag, usflag.org. So mm-hmm. this, is, <laughs> this is like, you know, bibliography level mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. He's wrong by having it on his on his on his hat. You're supposed to either wear it on your left side or yeah. your right side, never straight down the middle. The whole point of it is to have the star field facing forward, so that it has the effect mm-hmm. of the flag flapping in the breeze. 
so the flag is flying basically. Yeah. Like I was but saying, the, the starfields have to face frontwards. They can't face backwards. Like you're but, carrying the flag and it's flowing behind you. Yeah. So it's either on your left arm mm-hmm. or your right arm, but is never. So he's gonna have to wear the hat with the bill on going to exactly. the right. Yeah, he would have exactly. to. Or the flag should not be on his front. It should be on, on the his side? left side, or or his on his right side. The appropriate replica for the right shoulder sleeve is identified yeah. as a reverse side flag. It's always on the right sleeve, right sleeve of uh You can uniforms. do either one, right or left, but Starfield um, faces forwards or to the flag's own right. On the next paragraph cars, says you cannot wear uh, gym shorts with the American flag. You can't wear a, an American flag onesie. Yeah, and like, and then you have like all those like shorts that like have yeah. the have the the pattern. Yeah, it's of, just silly. It's a bunch stupid. of dude bros um, who think that like, they love the flag so much and yet defile it by wearing like American by flag putting socks. their genitals on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, real real loving that yeah, flag exactly. that you care so much about. More on cop cars, it's like on one side the star field will be on the right, on you know, and flag going left or whatever, and on the opposite side it would be. Yep. Like you know, you putting shoes into a box. <laughs> my 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 stupid uh, explanation was that so when he looks in the mirror, it's facing the right. Side. <laughs> That's what I thought I was until like, right now. And like, then I was like, like ambulance I, on the front. And I was like, how <laughs> fucking selfish! How selfish would it be for the American flag to be in correct orientation only to you only in the yourself? mirror? Yeah, that would be a uh, pictures we- weird metaphor. Pictures? No. Nope. Oh no! No no no! no, no, no. Pictures is not... basically a moving picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good. I remember that album. That yeah, was into great. your podcast. That was the uh, the turning point for Rush. Well, really, twenty one twelve, but uh, twenty one Savage. Anyways, uh, twenty one Guns. <laughs> Who sings that song? Twenty one Pilots. <laughs> Full circle. Twenty one days later. Twenty one. Twenty one. Anyways, uh, so we're doing this little montage. He picks up the AR fifteen, which uh, is like his. Later on, we see his AR-15, mm-hmm. which is like his his gun, which uh, I don't know. Have you guys seen that? You guys ever like seen his gun? In oh, the yeah. Thing? Like, the per- pink one? Yeah. It's like it's, uh, it's on our poster as the Jolly Roger. Oh, yeah. It is in there. Good job, Mark. Oh, thanks. Um, is it an AR-15? Yeah. Yeah. It's Confirmed? like his custom. Or is it an M4? No, it's an AR. It's a- AR-15. Um, he has it like customized and stuff. He'll right. find it. I'll explain what's going on. And part of this montage, I've always wondered at this part, uh, until we started doing this minute by minute podcast where I got to find out the answer by use of minutia. Um, there you go, Nate. Show the whole class. Of I am. This is one thing that really confused me as a kid when it was story time and the teacher took the book and like held it. What in front. is she doing? Yeah. It was like, you're, that's a witch. How do you do that? And like, it's just this simple motion. But like her reversing the book, her this is I'm saying her audio format. Me and teachers. Mike just just looked at each other like, like characters in the an, office. This kid's an idiot. Um, <laughs> Are we really talking about did, this? Which doctors turn the book around? Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Um, holy, <laughs> called David Blaine. <laughs> oh my God, for Nate. real? I think he was my teacher. It's just this one movement. It it is. It's as simple as that. You remember the? F- this is my impression of George W. Bush on that morning. Do you remember? Let me whisper something in your ear. <laughs> Do you remember the first time your so the first down. teacher to stop doing that, and you were like, "Okay, where's the part she's gonna show us pictures?" No, no, Never no. Mind. That was probably a dead joke. Do you I, remember that? I don't know. At some point, teachers stopped doing it. I figured people would notice. Dude, like, I don't even remember when my first pubic hair came in. I do. Yeah, December seventh, nineteen forty-one. Why did you have that date? 
We became manlier that day. That's As a, a country, we grew we grew our pubes that day. Oh, That's probably man. a really bad joke. But we're talking about the American flag. Who gives American pubes. We're talking about Suicide Squad. Anyways, in this montage, he take, he's shooting the AR-15, and then he turns it at like a 45-degree angle and then continues to keep shooting. The secondary sights. Yes. Sec- oh, see, I'm just now, I literally, in this moment of rewatching this minute, just realized that what he was doing was switching from the hollow to the iron sights. Yes. Didn't know that. Didn't know that until we decided to do this podcast minute by minute, and that's why we do it, so that we notice things like this. Because don't you feel like the movie is better now, now knowing that it's iron sights? 100%. I feel like that part is cooler now, (laughs) knowing that. Yeah, I honestly (laughs) thought it was like, I'm going to turn my gun sideways. You know, like what was that joke? What was that from? Uh, Malibu's Most Wanted. Malibu's Most Wanted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like I thought it was one of those things. And then my question was, is that... Does that do anything? Does that make you, as a person, Deadshot better? Or is it just like a silly flare? Uh, the the flare is the hollow sight for him. And so yeah. he's getting rid of it. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't need it. Exactly. Um, which it, it's, you know, like, I thought that it makes it cooler. Mm-hmm. I thought, it, you know, like, that'd be, I don't, uh, that's not normal to me to, for me to see. I've never seen secondary sights on guns before. Me neither. So You're saying it's in a video game you played? Battlefield 3 and 4 had secondary sight. Uh, you could have the iron sights on one side, then a, whatever sight you want on the other side. I think that is pretty cool. That's really think, cool. Uh, never used it. How do I you, mean, I had it, but I just and never. Is it you, like a rotating thing on the handle, or do you just turn the gun? Just turn the gun. Oh, so like you are physically shoot like holding the gun at a forty five degree angle. Versus yeah, the whole gun doesn't turn around the sights. That'd be impossible. The barrel rotates because it's got an electric. Swivel. That's what I'm saying. Like I thought the barrel rotated. <laughs> That's All right, not Elon. outlandish. All right, Elon. How do you show? How do you show the book to the whole class again? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elon Musk, why don't you sit down? I thought like, okay. No, you just. I think you just. You're looking down and you go. Whoop. Yeah. It, just turn the gun. I don't know why. Just turn the gun right around. Point it right. Mm-hmm. Wrap your lips around it, you know. Uh, wh- wh- is that? Oh, is that Courtney Love? I feel like uh, I feel like games should do that more often. I think it's kind of cool. It is. I, it's a very cool mechanic. It, mm-hmm. It's really I don't helpful. Helpful. Not even just cool. Just helpful, right? No, I didn't think it was very practical. I'm telling you, I had it on all my guns. And ba- I mean, I played like 300 hours of Battlefield 4. If I told you I maybe used that mechanic 10 times, I might be being generous. Because if you got a hollow already on it, what are you going to turn? Well, you, a hollow, just, you're getting not. a disadvantage when you go back to iron sights. Now, if, you had, if you have a four times scope on it, yes. maybe. But then That's even sometimes iron sights are too uh, obtrusive, I guess, on the vision of the enemy, of the uh, Charlie, as I like to call them. <laughs> yeah, with a hollow, you never feel like an obstruction <laughs> of view, like with a hollow yeah. or a reflex scope, whatever. Like you never feel an obstruction of view. Terms. But. Uh, but with iron sights, it's like, okay, you're in the way, my guy. Like, get mm, out of there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I felt like playing Battlefield Five, because every gun has iron sights on it except for a sniper, and it's just like, well, you can man, take those off. You can take the iron sights off. Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, you could change it to uh, like a reflex or. Uh, this is also the guy I didn't know he could turn a book around. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go you're easy. telling me I could show this book to other people. <laughs> 360 oh, can you degrees? see this too? Or 180. 360 degrees is you just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just right back in front of me. <laughs> Nate was like, "Do I flip the book?" Upside down Upside and then down. rotate it. Yeah, it's like, you know, the teacher was reading it uh, using, there was a mirror behind her. So so he learned how to read backwards. Yep. That's why he spelled crocodile. That's why they were teaching. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nate, uh, every day I lose more faith in you. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I love you. Um, 
Does anyone else have anything? Oh, so the end of the montage starts, uh, you know, he stars. He's burned a hole through every single target with the AR-15, which I will say, given the recoil of an AR-15, it is incredibly impressive to continue to hit the same spot. And like burst fire what he's doing? Yeah. Yeah. To do that is very. Have you fired very, an AR-15? I've never fired an auto, a semi-automatic. It's, it's really not that bad. There's really not much kick to it. Only hand cannons no. have been my thing. Handguns. Um, I shot an AR-15. There's a shooting range over in Conway. I guess it's Belle Isle. You know. Yeah. On uh, yeah, by yeah. Oak Ridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went with there Scott with a couple times, and you can rent like an AR-15 and shoot it. And we just always rent the AR-15 and shoot it there. But um, yeah. It's not, it's, you know, not much kickback on it. It is very impressive to shoot through metal. I don't think that's possible. And that's why I'm Googling it. Can you shoot through metal? Yeah. Well, you shoot With it. enough bullets? I don't think you could. I don't believe it. Well, this it's another one of those things where it's, uh, to, I guess, the bullet buildup, as I want to call it, that should be happening right on that dot. Um, I guess if you continue to hit that spot, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough it's a, it's it's a tough thing to think about because it's like the how many bullets would have to hit that spot to break through it. I guess this is like a MythBusters thing. I guess it depends on what kind of metal it is. Because I mean, if there's a propane tank in movies, I've seen people shoot that thing and one bullet takes it out. If MythBusters could do a bit on this and like they got someone who is extremely accurate with guns, like not dead shot, like exceptional level, but they knew well enough that they had to continue to hit something and they wanted to with that. Make it a machine. Make it a machine that does it. Yeah. Just put it in like a, like a vice and just like like start shooting it with like, what what did Bruce Wayne do in dark? Knight? I knew that was coming. The dark Knight fucking Gatling gun. Mm -hmm. Is that my fuck for the (laughs) episode? How thick do you think this metal is? Cause I'm looking at a YouTube video right now and this guy just like shot bullets through a bunch of steel. And he just did it. He cleaned just it with an AR-15. Yeah. Oh, first time, first bullet. I don't know. It just shows the aftermath of it, but it doesn't look like it's that much. They're like single bullet holes. Oh yeah. It's just like he shot through it. So maybe it's just not that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I don't know. I don't like saying that. <laughs> just the thought of like, okay, well that bullet goes through like metal like that. Well, he's got to get ready before the walls build. So. <laughs> Oh boy. The wall for uh, Game of Thrones. That was a joke. I don't. I don't want that wall to be built, guys. No walls. <laughs> uh, I'm a no walls guy. Except for Pink Floyd's album. That's a pretty good one. That's a heavy movie, Doc. That wall, especially, mm. I don't like. Yeah, that's still probably the worst wall. And that is the worst wall. It's the metaphorical wall. The fourth wall, if you will. The fourth meal is okay. I'm all for. I'm pro. Is that still a uh, sales point so. for Taco Bell? Marketing. For- Marketing. Meal? Fourth meal? I don't it, think so. It's almost like uh, pop culture at this point, where it's like you know what they coined the term fourth meal, so now we know what fourth. Just meal like is. anything eaten, any food you past, eat past ten p.m. Yeah, past, I was gonna say like two a.m. I was gonna say anytime you have Taco Bell's fourth meal at night. <laughs> if it's the first meal of the day, it's still fourth meal. Fourth meal, yeah. baby. <laughs> no, I meant nighttime Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> that's what. Maybe we should just have nighttime Taco Bells. Uh, it's really the only time I eat Taco Bell is nighttime. Yeah. I had it Marco's Saturday night and afterwards, and I had the next morning the studio did not feel good. I'm telling you guys, I, and I, anyone who hasn't yet had Taco Bell breakfast, you are missing out. <laughs> He's not wrong. Um, 
Okay, so after we end with the with the montage, you guys have any have closing thoughts on just the montage bit? You no, know? I said what I needed to say. He shot his gun. It's cool. I want to see. I'm excited to see him when he's on top of the cars again. One car, just a one car actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, he does his his uh he does his montage and he says, "All right, now that you know what you're buying, let me tell you the price." And he says things like he wants to get out of here, like that's an option. Uh, full custody of his daughter um, says that his m- the mother can visit, but like supervised visits. Uh, but the stank ass boyfriend can't come. Darnell's out. Uh, I do like Rick Flags. Like, see, this is what I wish they would have kept the entirety of the movie. The banter between the two of them mm-hmm. as these two soldiers that are somewhat on the same level from an audience point of view and mm-hmm. probably from Amanda's point of view. Um, they're hashing it out in the way that these bros, I don't mm-hmm. know what, what's the term, meatheads, I guess. I don't know what the, whatever yeah, you want to call them. That's a little... Here's my big general little, statement. In defense of Deadshot, he's not a meathead. Here's my big but. general statement, and I wonder if, if Mike agrees with this, but this part, this second half of the minute, is great because it is what we wanted. Mm-hmm. We, the audience wanted Will Smith in the Suicide Squad movie. Mm-hmm. This is Will Smith. This is his comedy. This is uh, Rick Flag. You know he's supposed to be the he's humor conflicting him. bad guy or conflicting other half. So there is comedic banter between the two. Like this is entertaining because it's 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 Will Smith. It's like Will Smith being Deadshot. It's like it's great. Cut print. Move on. Mm-hmm. Like you guys not feel like this is no. It's good and like it shows up again if I remember correctly in little spots of the movie. Um, you know after he finds the plans and all that stuff and they have their little thing and you can see visible distress on Rick Flag's face and Deadshot steps in and takes over. It's good. I like the two of them on screen together. It's just not every scene is the best and that's okay. But also I'm watching it for that kind of uh for that relationship. Mm-hmm. Mike, any thoughts? I like them. Um, I think they're, you know, I think they're cut from the same cloth, mm-hmm. and which which is why they get along pretty well. And um, I think the dialogue here works. Um, I'm not crazy about the mom's boyfriend line. I'm joking. That's the greatest line in the whole movie. I think <laughs> Darnell's out. Um, Rick Flag's thing like Darnell's out. Like he, oh, yeah, he's he's oh yeah, Darnell's out. Yeah, he's humoring him, and that's great. I I think honestly, I think that line hits. The hardest in the movie. Darnell's out. Perfect. Cut print. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. I think you brought up a great point, and I think they should continue it in in like it, when they do their Suicide Squad sequel. Is Deadshot does it? Deadshot's Will Smith's Deadshot does his thing, and then cut to Rick Flag being visibly distressed about that thing. It's mm-hmm. it's there's got to be that like annoyed like yeah thing that you did. Um, uh, almost like uh, Three Stooges, kind of oh, like where Mo say, is always just like, like fucking idiot. Yeah, I was gonna say like a Sasuke. There's your, and, uh, there's your one for the. For I the, said it. My, he I said a second. That's he's cool. going way oh. overboard. Um, I thought it was like a Sasuke and Naruto kind of thing, where it's like that cut from the same cloth. Guy never seen Naruto. <laughs> it doesn't Naruto. work like that. Yeah, maybe it doesn't. You know, just like Naruto. Just like Sasuke that Naruto. Naruto. I was trying to find why two you, characters. Why don't you stick are... in your Goku Vegeta thing? Why don't you do that? Yeah, why don't you stick it up your Goku Vegeta, you motherfucker? Sorry. I guess maybe you could say that about Goku Vegeta. Maybe. Uh, Sanji and uh, Zoro from One Piece, cut from the same cloth. Superman, oh. Batman. 
Uh, that Joker and Batman. No. One should have died. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't the Joker just kill Batman? <laughs> are you trying to think of other people that are cut from the no, same I'm, cloth? No, I'm past George H.W. Bush and George Bush cut from the same cloth. <laughs> George Bush, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney is Rick Flag. George Bush is, uh, I'm sorry. No, right? that's completely downplayed. George Bush is characters. Ike Barinholtz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually more like it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's more that's like good. it. Um, that's more like it. That's more like it. Um, I think that, um, I think that it's a good scene. It's, you know, it's good. It's good dialogue. Yeah. Uh, I would be really interested to know who wrote this little quip back and forth. Obviously, whoever, whoever wrote this, did not write clear my browser history. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So <laughs> the joke from before with Ike uh, saying his silly lines. Wednesday's joke. Mm-hmm. There's so much. There's so much um, locked up with the making of these films that they don't release. We never had a. We we don't have a script for any of these movies. Who wrote this? Who wrote this movie? David Ayer, written by David Ayer, comic book by John Ostrander. Ostrander, yeah, but that's like the original. Yeah, but I mean, the writing credits—that's that's the writing credits for the. David for the Ayer wrote this. Yep. It was written and directed by him. Hey, David, buddy, maybe you should have stuck to one role, there, kiddo. Kiddo. <laughs> but Margo, really, I mean, kiddo, you know, kiddo. Should, probably should have written, not done that other joke. Um. It's, uh, I, I want to know if things are just like, insert joke here. Mm-hmm. Ike Barinholtz says, I want you to delete my browser history. Like but, improv? Yeah, that's what I was trying to that's get how at it should, um, when you, before. When you enlist so many comedians in your, in your film, like it should be. It should be like, insert joke here because you are a comedian. Do something that people who came to see you should So do. many comedians? Are we talking about the same movie? Well, there's two here. <laughs> Who's the second? Ike Barinholtz, Will Smith. Will Smith is not a comedian. He is. I think he has funny. comedic he can del- No, he can be a comedic actor, but he is not a comedian. Okay, he doesn't do stand-up. My no, 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 no. No, I think he's a comedian. I think he can. I mean, you're going to tell me that Seven Pounds is his best comedic role? He's a comedian? No, but that's not a comedy. <laughs> yeah, but like. No, I don't. But that doesn't. Just because he can tell jokes doesn't mean he's a comedian. Ike Barinholtz is a comedian. Yeah, Ike he is a comedic Barinholtz actor. Is as a comedic actor, he is that is his bread and his butter. That is not Will Smith's. He is good at it and he can pull it off. But I don't. I do not think that Ike Barinholtz ad libbed that line. I think Ike Barinholtz is better than that. I think he's funnier than that. That's what I was saying about I don't the whole think Diablo. Any I agree. I agree. I do. Um, but I'm sure if you wrote a, uh, a screenplay and and left a thing that said insert. Uh, or maybe when you're just doing takes and like you say the written line and it's like that didn't really sound right. Let's try to work something in. Yeah, Will Smith said, "I'm a Will Smith this line." Mm-hmm. What was a Will? What did he Will Smith? Maybe this entire thing. Darnell's out. I don't Doubt know. it. You think it's I, all written? I a hundred and ten percent believe this is written. Oh, a hundred and ten percent. No, I agree. I'm just saying all of it, even the browser history. I don't think the browser history is written. It, it's What's r- another David Ayer movie? Fury. Fury. Do you think any of that was ad lib? Bright. I hadn't seen Bright. That's n- there's no comedy in Fury. Doesn't matter. Was any of it ad lib? Mm, I'm there- not saying that it has to be improv comedy and like fucking no. Dave Chappelle comes out and starts <laughs> doing like you know the acne sacks. I'm saying like it's is it ad lib? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, just because it's not a comedy doesn't mean there's not jokes in Fury. Like, there could be a joke. I mean, if you guys saw Bright, did, yeah. what, did the jokes sound? I don't really remember much of I don't Bright. remember jokes in Bright. No, there were definitely, I mean, it's Will Smith. And an orc. <laughs> and Shrek. And <laughs> Shrek was in the movie. Shrek isn't an orc. He's an ogre. Close enough. No oh, God. Um, I, I, I just, uh, me personally, I don't think this is ad libbed. I got a, I think I have a pretty good like radar for that kind of thing mm-hmm. for like a like a good improv. I mean, look at Curb. Nothing is written in Curb Your Enthusiasm. There is no script at all. It is all improv, and you can tell that they are flowing with the punches. But you can kind of tell that it just like boom, 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 boom. It hits like. Say this, say this, say this, say this, say this, and then we're going to end it, and then, you know, cut, done. That's how I kind of feel about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a studio thing. Now, if we got to see the ad-lib cut of this movie, I think we would really have a better time. <laughs> <laughs> the mysterious ad-lib cut uh, of this The one film. that was edited by Scott Ackerman. I want to see that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put my money in that. <laughs> the mysterious ad-lib cut that nobody knows about except for right now. What, are there any comic book movies that you think the comedy... Ant-Man. Well, because of Paul Rudd? Because of Michael Pena. Michael Pena. I think that... I think that. Um, and who who directed it after Edgar? How did he get in? Who was the... Oh, boy. I think Edgar Wright is still credited for Ant-Man. Uh, he's credited for the screenplay, I think, but he's not credited for directing. I... I think I read that Michael Pena, like they kind of, there was a van scene with Michael Pena and he kind of like, oh yeah, what was that? A lot of it. Um, I think, yeah, that's the only one I can really think of though. Another superhero movie. May. Mm. Peyton Reed. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the guy who did um, Fantastic? Fantastic what? Fan Forstick? What are you talking about? The Fantastic Four reboot? The newest one? No. Peyton Reed. I know that name from somewhere else. No, I mean, he came back to do the Ant-Man and the Wasp. He did Yes Man. Well, I don't know. It doesn't mm. matter. Um, I was thinking Spider-Man. Maybe like those old Sam Raimi ones. I was maybe. thinking more of uh, Taika Waititi's Ragnarok. If oh, but then yeah. I'm like, But then I'm like, none of those guys are naturally funny if it wasn't for Taika. Might have been Goldblum, though. Is Taika naturally funny? Taika's funny. So was all of his cork lines written, or did he? do you think he ad-libbed a good amount of those? Oh, I'm I I, I guarantee that guy ad libs. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't doubt. He's that. a he's funny because it, it's dude. it's a line delivery and it's already in his head. So it's like whether he wrote it or ad libbed it, he wrote it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, you wouldn't even tell. It's okay. like he he he'd win win for him because he mm-hmm. can say whatever and be like, yeah, I wrote that or didn't. Do you think there's any? Uh, do you think you can pinpoint any other time in a DC film you think it was ad libbed? Ad-libbed? Oh, I don't think any of it's ad-libbed. I think it's all written. Um, Do you think they I planned think... out that their mom's name was the same thing? <laughs> it's not a joke. Um, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. That's mine. Um, I'm trying to think of an ad-lib. Maybe... Maybe a Wonder Woman. Maybe Lawrence that... Fishburne's um, clicks his heels and off to Kansas. No. Like, no? It's all, it's all written? written. It's all... like in, in Nothing is written. Nothing mm. is written. Lawrence of Arabia, <laughs> if you will. Um... I don't know. I, I, I like to think of uh, superhero films where it might be like ad lib because like the person is funny. I believe Jeff Goldblum, if he had any any moments of line delivery, like I could believe that. Um, and not to say that writing the actual jokes is not never n- funny because sometimes it is. And I think you know if it's written and it's written well, then it then it lands. Um, and delivered well. 
Yeah, things with Ant Man and Paul Rudd and Michael Pena like that to me would probably be the most obvious of like that's a that yeah you guys you just have did two your com- thing. those are two comedic actors yeah. that are doing and one's I, a comedian <laughs> yeah those films are full of comedians in that one so um, oh yeah you're right they are um, but they had a third person in there too Paul Rudd Michael Pena and there was another person that was like part of like the Ant Man gang the Ant Ti was it Ti mm-hmm. yeah oh. Well, now you know. Right? Well, now you know. I don't know. Yeah, it was T.I. Oh, no, you're thinking of Monster Hunter. With T.I. is in... Oh, he is in Monster Had this conversation yep. on Jackie Brown Minute. It's another podcast that we do. You can find it on all social media. Uh, Monster Hunter, the video game? Yes, Nate. We're making a movie, Nate. <laughs> Try to yeah, no, T.I. Was, was in there. Who is he? He plays a character named Dave. Oh. The opposite of T.I. Because I think he's part of Michael Pena's like... Yeah, he was like their... their the plan guy. Yeah, yeah. Dave, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I guess it's the end of the week, but I, you know, I want to keep talking about comedy. You know who I don't ever think is funny? Um, is uh, Tony Stark in the MCU. I never find that guy funny. When they do Iron Man, like kind emo- of stiff, it's, stiff humor. It's uh, it's more like I never want to hang out with you ever. Like that kind of. Like he thinks he's better than you. It's that kind of humor. I had a professor who's just like Tony Stark's personality, and I found that guy like his that kind of humor. That kind of humor is asshole humor. And so it's weird that people find it funny because I go, I'd hate that guy. I honestly don't like hanging out with you. But when they do like, like when Iron Man has moments of like uh, vulnerability, like when Iron Man gets hurt or like he's like dealing with emotional pepper, like not just pepper, like love stuff, but like just emotional moments that make him vulnerable. Mm hmm. Or like he has a sense of like mortality, PTSD. Like that to me was is some of the best things Iron Man has ever done in the cinematic universe. But it's one of those things where it's like they think he's funny. Make more jokes with Iron Man. I hate it. I don't find it great at all. I think it's the worst. I thing. loathe Captain uh, America. Captain. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I loathe Captain America jokes. I uh, I we get it. What like you're Christian? From, no, 1950s? you're from you're from the past. Oh, okay. You know, nineteen. I get that joke. All right, shut the fuck up, Captain America. <laughs> I get that one. I'm Groot. But I'm Steve Rogers. I, I think a lot of the MCU jokes don't land, personally. But that's you know because I don't think they need it. Hmm. Nate, you got any closing notes for today's show? Um, no, not particularly. I'm honestly thinking about. I think you got me thinking about Marvel movies now. No, for this show. Not particularly, but um, seeing Deadshot in action makes me happy. Mm-hmm. It, this makes it feel like this is what I wanted to watch in this movie, and I remember watching it, and uh, after the fact, like, I really enjoyed Deadshot. Mm-hmm. That was cool, but that was my only takeaway. Yeah, this this part of the film, this is when I, you know, it's the first time seeing it in the theater. I, I think I was always uh, cautious of why Will Smith was being Deadshot, and then I'm, you know, seeing this part, I'm like, it's working. That's why he's in it. And it's like, I can't hate that because you can't hate, you can't hate success. Like, yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where it's like, of course it's working. Like, Mm -hmm. and like the more you try to take it down, the more you seem like a complete asshole for it because it's like, okay, now you're just trying to find something bad about Mm -hmm. Will Smith being dead shot. And it's like, it's great. There's nothing wrong with it. Maybe the rest of the movie is, is, is bad, but, this is like something that they found yeah. was going to be unbreakable. Yeah, bringing it back to what Mike said, 
these are some of the takeaways, the good takeaways of this movie. Mm -hmm. The movie might be bad, but it has its good moments. Yeah. This minute 30 is one of them. And now that you've seen the whole film, Mike, I wanted to wrap up because I know I got your, we got your overall snap take yesterday about seeing the whole film. But uh, before we wrap up this episode, I want to ask you about more like specific things uh, like as far as characters, because you saw like act one of the characters and I wanted to ask you about the rest of the film now, those characters. Uh, Captain Boomerang, was that Completely fun? Completely useless. Well, you didn't find him... Get him out of the movie. You didn't think it was amusing? You didn't like him? Entertaining? And the Entertaining. 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 No. Not needed. What? Well, the what Suicide Squad. I mean, they're, they're, Oh, no, I agree. Uh, you got it. <laughs> you have to have him in it. But like... They tried to make him more than he ended up being. You know, they tried to give. So I, I we watched the comedic YouTube. relief. I think was just his thing, right? His priority. Yeah, I guess you know to give some lightheartedness to whatever moments going on. Um, there were things I didn't understand, and uh, like his pony he kept in his jacket. Oh, you, it's, it's <laughs> literally nothing. You're gonna, the rest of this podcast, you'll hear about the pink unicorn thing, and you know how it's, we all find it completely why? unpredictable. It's, it's it's not. It doesn't there's, mean anything. It's there's nothing behind it. It's just the Suicide Squad is unpredictable. Captain Boomerang has a pink unicorn. Unpredictable. How funny is that, guys? Am I right? Yeah. That was ad libbed. Yeah. Uh, Captain. I mean, I like Captain Boomerang too. I liked him in the comics. Like mm-hmm. he's a cool. It's he's a, cool a good thing. Flash villain. Um, I, so like, good, yeah. There you go. Good if you villain. take him in this context, uh, same Jack Courtney Boomerang, the silliness, whatever he has, with even throwing the pink unicorn. Could you see that in a Flash rogues gallery and yeah. be like, yeah, that's Captain fits. Cold and everybody? Yeah. 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 100%. Okay. 110%. I think he does. I think he nails what Good. I, I agree. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But this you, movie? No. He's just there to tag along because he got dragged into it kind of thing. Like literally dragged into it. They he's in the movie because he has to be in the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, who else was in it? The Diablo. Was, uh, Diablo. We got to talk about him. You didn't find him. Is There was no character arc that you found in him? Um, they tried. Didn't feel anything. Didn't really, didn't really pay off. You know, when he first uses his, uh, his powers and he like torches the whole place. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of cool at the end where he turned into that, uh, that, that monster. Into that monster. Diablo. Yeah. Into Diablo, yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. Um, but then it only lasted a minute mm-hmm. and that was the end of that. Um, who else did we have? We had Harley Quinn. She was Harley Quinn the whole movie. She really didn't change. There's really no arc for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, at okay. one point, she didn't want to kill Rick Flag, and that I guess that was the end of that. What about Katana? Uh, Katana was good. Um, I feel <laughs> they, like they really should have done a lot more with Katana because you have this woman who has a sword that steals a soul of enemies. Uh-huh. Okay, so and you don't Go on. you don't showcase that at all. <laughs> like what the hell? Katana's a cool, like, villain. Why? I mean, not even a villain. Why, a cool character. Yeah. Why would you not? Yeah. I think we... Here's this Katana. You don't <laughs> want to get cut by her. She can steal the soul from your body and your soul. <laughs> we just keep going with that the entirety of this podcast. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who else do we have? Uh, Deadshot got to do math with his daughter and got to find the hypotenuse of a triangle. That was that's all a right. good. That was a good sweet moment. That was a good sweet moment. Doing math oh, well, with- if there was a person down the street and I wanted to kill him with a bullet, well, you got to think about the curvature of the earth. And okay, now you're just teaching your daughter how to kill people while everybody is right there watching you do it. And uh, the other guy died instantly. Wall crawler. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Don't talk about my boy Slipknot like that. Slipknot, yeah, yeah, yeah. He died. Bless you, Zeus. Uh, that's about it, right? Rick Flag. Uh, yeah. Oh, Rick. he was good. Rick Flag. Yeah. Killer Croc. Uh, Killer Croc had nothing. I was really let down when he took his shirt off. Honestly. Oh my God! Same here. <laughs> you he have, took I his don't shirt know if off. I said that before, but he took his shirt off, and it's like, oh, you're built like a quarterback. You're not built like a linebacker. Like you're not built like a monster. You should be built like you're just like this scrawny little torso. Yeah, Dave Batista style. Yeah, right? but yeah. like he he's got this huge head because of all the prosthetic makeup on mm-hmm. him, and then like this tiny, tiny little shriveled up body. Yeah. It's like <laughs> what. Well, yeah. I've never been impressed by the Batman animated series Killer Croc. I always hated that. And the I, big one with just the pants. See, here's my thing. Like, I love dinosaurs. I love Godzilla films. Like, I'm super into reptiles, like herpetology and all that. And like Killer Croc, in both the animated series and in this one, never struck me as like, oh, that's an awesome alligator dude. Like yeah. Mortal Kombat reptile. Or even the Arkham games. I was gonna say, yeah, Arkham, yeah, Arkham, yeah, Arkham Killer Croc. Killer like Croc. That's that is that is beautiful. what I imagine. Yeah, that is a beautiful dinosaur dude. Mm-hmm. Dinosaur dude is what is that? Alligator Man that walks upright, terrifying. Yeah, and it's like I want that. It's a letdown. And it's like, and I remember seeing in the animated series and people like, oh, that's Killer Croc, and I'm like that's that's a that's a crocodile dude. <laughs> that dude looks like uh, Albino Man. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I, I find Killer Croc's lines and his personality in the movie are great, but it's just a, the crocodile-ness is a letdown. It needs to be more crocodile. Mm-hmm. Give him a, an alligator snout. Like, make him more <laughs> reptile. Let him cry. <laughs> bring out them crocodile bring tears. Bring out them tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone left. I guess Incubus was a character. Mike, do you know any Incubus songs? Uh yeah, there's that one from Guitar Hero One. Um, you had the original me, Guitar Hero, me, yeah, and I have the original uh, SG and everything. Meet me in outer space. There was a thing where I was trying to. I can't whenever remember. How many times you play Bark at the Moon on Guitar Hero? Bark at the Moon, me. I tried to do a thing where, like, whenever someone brought up Incubus, I would just go into Incubus songs, but then realize that I don't know any of them. You mm. had the Halo Two soundtrack. Oh, that's Breaking, Breaking Benjamin. 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 Don't talk shit about Breaking Benjamin. It's it's okay. I don't think uh, I don't remember. I don't know. I, I had a friend who was super into Incubus, and uh, what kind of people are they? Oh, Do you remember Sean Taylor? No. Then mm. never mind. Uh, I always see them as like the Imagine Dragons kind of people, the car um, commercial people. Yeah, because yeah, Imagine Dragons making... people, I feel like they're like thirty plus people now that are like content. making car commercials. <laughs> Content with their nuclear family that listen to Top 40. Ugh, Foo Fighters. Yeah. That's the hardest thing they listen to. Um, Let's see. Incubus, Enchantress. You said your thing about Enchantress. You said your thing about... Stellar by Incubus. Got it. You said your thing about Joker, which was surprisingly not negative. I yeah. think he was fine. I yeah. think he... It was his own representation of... Like, if you're in it for... What's his name? Yeah. Uh, who the who's who's the guy? Who Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. You're gonna be disappointed. Yeah. yeah. But have a fucking open mind. Yeah. Like just realize that it's not the same guy. It's not the same character. It's a different represent. It's fine. It's I think f- most Jokers are like I don't care. Like um, I never I never liked Jack Nicholson's Joker. No. I thought it was. Uh, I don't know why he gets a lot. Of, I don't know why he gets. You know what it is? It's not. Uh, 
there's nothing there that screams like, oh, wow, what? Uh, he'll always be my Joker. And it's like, who gives a shit about his performance? Like, anyone could have done that. Yeah. Like, Jer- Jack Nicholson didn't do anything great. Tim Burton did that. Um, the only one that is like, you know, Heath Ledger won an Oscar for it. He deserved it. Uh, whether he it was still he in... He won an Oscar? He won an Oscar for that performance. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, can I tell you something? Not crazy about that movie. The movie Dark Knight yeah. is okay. His it's performance, way too fucking long. His performance way is the best part of it, and um, he deserves an he deserves it for that acting performance. Knowing who Heath Ledger is in his normal acting career, and then going into that Night's Tale, that's and the an, method acting. And that yeah. is an Oscar worthy performance. I will always defend that. Um, but yeah, it, it just seems like uh, you know, like. It's just Jared doing, Leto's just doing their own thing. It's not bad. Um, cool. Uh, anything else before we wrap up for today, Mike? You want any closing? You good? I'm, I'm awesome. good. <laughs> I mean, I think I've said everything I can. No, about no, no. Movie. I meant like. Uh, oh, anything else in my prom- life? Like promote? I don't know. Before um, we wrap you know, up. if you want to listen to Tarantino Minute, you can. I'm not going to force you to. Uh, you know, if you like this format, you, you know, you might not like the other format because we. You might like it better. You, if you like me as a guest, you will like Tarantino Minute because a lot of the time I'm very conscious about trying to keep on subject on this podcast when I guest on it, but it never works out very well. It's it's, it's a weird um, people like if you if they if you don't have the same viewpoint, like if you guys don't agree on something, like let's say I'm listening to something and like who I'm listening to has an opinion that I don't like then I just don't like the person from beginning to end, right? Like, mm-hmm. why can't I disagree but still find things funny, right? Isn't yeah, I hope I hope that people disagree I hope people me. laughed at what we said. Yeah. And like, don't try to justify it. No, no I, I hope I, that people tweet at me and say, hey, look, I don't like your opinions about this movie, but I still think that what you said was at least that, kind of funny. That go, joke about 9-11, right. that was real funny. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, at least we laughed. Cool. All right, that's fine with me. Like... I I am in this mindset of with these movies. I don't think there there is no reason for people to be angry at one another over these movies. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. Mm-hmm. Now, if you if if this was Twelve Years a Slave, and then somebody was like, "I don't like that movie because of whatever," mm-hmm. you know, you're like, "Well, you you kind of have to like the movie because it's a good movie." <laughs> And it's about a really dark, you know, if they were yeah. had like a, the wrong opinion on yeah, exactly, slave, exactly. You know, if they were racist, we'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. But like, these are just silly, fun action hero movies. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Who honestly cares? Mm-hmm. And that's where I leave on these movies. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Superhero movies suck. Down with superhero <laughs> movies. You know, take down it's the time for the superhero movie. movies to yeah. end. Honestly, it's time for the superhero movies to end. <laughs> I'm all right with that. I'll leave on that. It's note. time for superhero movies to switch to animated format. It's time for superhero movies to do something different than what they've been doing for 10 years. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what happened differently in Avengers 4, which I liked. Because I haven't liked any Avengers any 3? Marvel. Any Avengers 3, I'm sorry. He's seen I, Avengers 4. Right? I didn't really like a lot of the Marvel movies. I'd probably say about 90% of them. I was like, yeah, they're just a fucking action movie. Mm-hmm. But then Avengers 3, I was like... Hey, that was a pretty cool, fun movie to watch. So mm-hmm. They did something different. This movie did nothing different. It was totally by the books. You know, movie. I think um, when the directors start to break the mold, that's yeah. when we're starting to get like um, 
Taika Waititi's Ragnarok or Zack Snyder's Dawn of Justice. Yep. When when they go, eh, I'm not doing that. We're gonna we're gonna make it. They need some freedom. Something artsy and 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 just not shit out a comic book movie. Let's not do that. I'll tell you what, for all your fans out there, I will send you the Mike Cummins edit of this movie. <laughs> I'll do that. I don't I have a whole edit and I'll send it to you because mm-hmm. there is that is the proper edit. I'll even give you the commentary. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that in there. I'll call you on the phone while you watch the movie and I'll sit there and talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. All righty, guys. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard or didn't, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Where you can join us, listeners and guests of the show, to talk about the minutes or any minutes that you're catching up on. Uh, we also have merchandise for sale. You can find that at tpublic.com and uh, Patreon. You can help support us monthly or donate us at paypal.me slash twooldmedia. And uh, all that helps us produce bigger and better content for you guys. Uh, it really helps support us. So please go ahead and do that. Rate us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to us on. It helps us get known out there among the universe of podcasts. Uh, We'll catch you guys tomorrow, or Monday really, for minute number 31 of Suicide Squad.